0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. <laughs> it wasn't nothing profound or nothing deep, you know what I'm saying? Praise God. Lord, we just want to thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. Lord, your word heals, your word touches, your word delivers. Your word, your word is salvation. Your word delivers us. Thank you for sending your words. Thank you for experiences, Lord. Thank you for the ability and, and to share experiences. Thank you for the relationship. Lord, I just ask that you would have your way and, and, and speak to me, through me, what you won't say, Lord. Lord. Um, just have your way, Lord. I release it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, praise God. Uh, today or tonight, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be different or what. I know in uh, preparation for it, it's been crazy, honestly. Uh, I started the week off uh, just knowing what I felt like I knew what I was going to talk about tonight. And then about midweek, I couldn't even hear. You know what I mean? So my, I'm dependent on God to speak. So if I don't hear, then I can't say anything. So I panicked. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear pastor them up, like, pastor, I'm going to speak. I can't hear. I think you need to teach something. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but what I had at first, I was bouncing it with the with the elders. Me and Kobe chopped it up at the shop. Man, we was going so deep. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't hear Anymore on that particular topic, and it was crazy. And, and all I kept hearing was the word endear wow. and endurance, but that had nothing to do with what I had been prepared to teach. I was like, Man, what is that about? I sent it to the elders, like, Are y'all hearing this? Enduring it, nobody's hearing it. they like, No, we ain't hearing it, bro. It's just you. Uh, so I, I, like I said, I couldn't hear what I was reading, so I did panic. Uh, but I, I wanted to share. My journey, um, take y'all into these last couple of weeks um, and how this all came about. So last Sunday I got out of church and I made this post on Facebook. I said, so I am tired, stressed, exhausted, overwhelmed, and could really just hide in a hole some, alone somewhere. Didn't want to go to church today. Don't want to minister. Don't want to do anything but be to myself. I really could just quit everything right now. However, this is not like me. So that normally means that someone close to me is experiencing this, and I'm just experiencing what you are experiencing. God is saying, endure, push through. I know it's tough right now, and you're tired, but the storm won't last always. And then he said, the enemy is using this opportunity to attack and discourage you, but don't give in to his scheme. All will be well soon, and you will be greatly rewarded for your faithfulness. Stay steady to the course. So I wrote that. And then God, uh, what you realize is what we have to realize that when God uses us, he uses us in many ways. Okay, God might use you to minister, might use someone to teach might use uh, someone to uh, give to someone, might use, you know what I'm saying? There's so many different ways God uses us, amen? But then God also uses us to suffer. Come on now. God uses us to suffer. He uses us to endure suffering. Come on now. Listen, God uses us to endure suffering. And look, the uh, experience of suffering doesn't even have to be about you or something that you brought on about yourself. Come on now. Listen now. So God uses us to suffer, but the reason is, number one, is doing a suffering while you ain't doing suffering. You're coming to know God on a different level that you never knew before. Come on now. So God uses suffering, number one, for growth. You're growing in him. You're coming closer to him. You're learning something about him that you would have known without that experience. Amen? Amen. And then another way he uses suffering is he can take you through something. And if you're seeking him and, 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 and depending on him through the suffering, he will use that experience, your knowledge that you learn so you could share it with someone else. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes you might be going through something that it wasn't even designed for you, but God had someone else in mind. He knew y'all was going to cross paths. So he take you through something, knowing that you are mature enough to handle it, to learn from it, and then to share and that information, amen Pastor, I, I, I shared that with Pastor them And he sent me this uh, I'm just going to take y'all through This has my, been my week Let me just take y'all through it Oh man Come on now What was it, Philippians? 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Chapter 1, Chapter one. Okay, and he sent it to me in the um, tra- uh, What is it called? Passion. Passion translation. It's all good. Three. It says, "All praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for He is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. He always come alongside us to comfort us in every suffering, so we de- so that." We can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own suffering, even more of God's comfort will we be able to cascade upon... Hold on. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own suffering, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. If troubles weigh us down, that just means that we will receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance. For the comfort pour, uh, pouring into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And with this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. Come on now. So, come on now. So, so me finding myself in this place was, was not like me. Uh, cause when it comes down to suffering, I mean I hate to say it like this, but I like to not to sound like I'm i big shot, but when it comes down to suffering and enduring, I have I've been through so much that I know how to I know how to I know how to numb my mind and just go through it. You know what I'm saying? Without the thoughts. I can I can shut my I can shot my thoughts off, my thoughts off and just go through something and see it to the end. You know what I'm saying? I can just ride the wave. So when it when it comes down to suffering and, and all the and all the troubles I was experiencing over these last few weeks. I knew I felt like it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't right for me. You see what I'm saying? And God wanted to wanted me to experience something so I can share with others. Amen. So I told him about midweek. week. I said, Lord, I feel like I'm in a place of confusion, cloudy. I'm feeling lost. And God said in this place, all you can do is have faith, trust and endure. He said, it feels like there is no God, but I am here. And I said, well, how do we get out? He said, you endure it. He said, there is no road map out. The way out is through it. He says, while you are enduring, do what you have been taught, that which has proven to work in the past. Pray, being obedient, stand focused on me. Then he dropped one more line and said, the only way out is through. I said, man. So I started, like I said, this is midweek, and I'm going through all this, and I couldn't hear on that. But all I kept hearing was endure, endure, endure. So I looked up, and uh, it led me to uh, 2 Timothy 2 and 3. Let me go to that. And y'all just got to be with me because my notes is everywhere today. It's crazy. It's crazy. Praise you, Lord. So he led me to 2 Timothy 2 and 3, and he said, Thou, therefore, endure hardship, hardness, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that war entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. So he says, Dial therefore in dear hardness. Endure hardness means to suffer trouble, to experience and undergo hardship. It means to put up with troubles, especially as inevitable or unavoidable. Come on now, it means to the only way out. Of your trouble is through it. You have to bear it. You have to undergo it. There's no bailing out. You see what I'm saying? He says endure hardship, but then he said as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Come on now. So what that means is when you endure hardship as a as, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, it means that you are a champion, a warrior for His cause. So the hardship that you are enduring, the hardship that you are enduring is tied to his cause, his plans, and purposes. It has nothing to do with you and you personally as an individual. Come on now. It says endured as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It says no man that wars, so you have to have a mindset. You see what I'm saying? He's talking about a mental mindset. He said no man that goes to war entangles himself with the affairs of this world, meaning being distracted. So he's saying in order to endure hardship, you must be mentally focused. Come on now, as a warrior, and don't get entangled with your own life, with your own situation, understanding that this, this this enduring, this struggle, this suffering that I'm going through is for a greater cause. Come on now. And then and then he said, he said, he said, you don't get distracted with your life and entangled with this world, that you may please the one that selected you to be a soldier. You've been chosen to come on, you've been selected and chosen to endure the hardships. For his cause. For his cause. Come on now. It ain't even about you. Come on, man. Come on. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. That's good stuff. Man. So after that, after after going through that again, endure hardship, we're going to go to Matthew uh, 16 and 21. And I never, ever, that's when you know it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> when I get up here, y'all, I, I'm really not you no... Know, I don't know, a theologian or nothing, man. I just pray, and, and God, he lead me. I always buy me a brand-new notebook when I get ready to teach, and I tell him, to, Lord, you got to fill it up. You got to put your words in here. Amen? So we're in Matthew 16 and, what I say, 21. 21? Now, I want to read that. read will uh, read Endure Hardness again. Endure Hardness means to suffer trouble experience or undergo hardship it means to put up with the troubles especially as inevitable or unavoidable meaning the only way out is through it okay we're talking about enduring hardship and the Lord took me to this and I was like okay what is this about so in 21 it says from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go Say so must, must go. He must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things. Part fake on that. He must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things. That's the definition of endure hardship. Come on now. He said, I must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things. I must go. It ain't no way out. It's inevitable and it's unavoidable. You see what I'm saying? I must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things. This is the definition of enduring hardship. So now in this particular text is if you read on down and you never catch it if you don't see it from this light. But this is this context is about enduring hardship. Check it out. He said, I must go into Jerusalem to suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. And we're just going to read through this text. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me, which is a stumbling block. For thou, Savior, not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. I'm just going to read all of this. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will lose his life, will save his life, shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake, for my purposes, for my cause, shall find it. I really need some glasses. I, I'm educated enough to read, y'all. I just, I really supposed been going to get some glasses for a long time. Really, though. But listen, in 21, Jesus said he must go and suffer many things. So Jesus is telling them he must go and endure hardship. It's inevitable and unavoidable. He said he is not going to recede or flee. Come on now. He has his mind made up that he is going to endure. He is going to travel the path that has been laid out for him. Amen. So again, verse 21, we understand that it's about enduring hardship. So in 23, Peter came at him and Peter was like, no, this ain't going to be so. You see what I'm saying? Peter said, this should not happen to you. Right, yeah. So Jesus just told him, I'm about to endure hardship. I'm about to be killed and I'm about to be raised again. Peter came up to him and was like, no, this is not going to happen to you. OK, but you got to understand that Peter was concerned about Jesus' well-being. Right. Come on now. You have to understand he was concerned about Jesus' comfort. Peter, he said he didn't want him to suffer. He didn't want him to be killed he, because Peter was responding from an emotional Love. He he was running from love. You see what I'm saying? He had a love for Jesus and he didn't want to see him suffer. You see what I'm saying? So he came to him like, look, no, this ain't going to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? Out of my love, he didn't want it to happen. Okay. so this is Peter. So what we have in Peter is Peter is a mindset that is emotionally attached, concerned about one's well-being and comfort, wanting everything to go well with no difficulties. Come on now. That's Peter's mindset. That's the only reason why he came and told him that. So Peter represents a mindset that is emotionally attached, concerned about one's well-being and comfort, wanting everything to go well with no difficulties. Come on now. So look, Jesus responded, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Offense means a stumbling block. Come on now. So Jesus is saying this type of mindset will hinder you from being able to endure hardships. Come on now, because he told Peter, he said, he said, your mindset is a stumbling block. You see what I'm saying? So this type of mindset, you trying. I'm focused. I'm determined and I'm prepared to endure. Now, you're going to come and try to tell me what I'm not going to do. I'm already planned in my mind that I have to go through this. This is the father's will and I'm going to endure it. But because you care about me, because you're so focused on love and comfort and my well-being, you're not focused on the things of God right now. You're focused on the things of man. Come on now. He said that type of mindset is from Satan. Come on now, he said, he said, come on now. What he told him, he said, Satan, get behind me because you are a stumbling block. Come on now, that type of mindset well, well, Satan. What he trying to do is, he says, you're not focused on the things of God. You're focused on the things of man. Yeah. So, what Satan try to do, you can be prepared and going through troubles, suffering your suffering problems. And what Satan wants to do is to shift your mind off of God into the things of man. Yeah. Come on, now, Satan. Satan desires to take your mind from the things of God and put them on you, which will. Uh, what is it says? I will keep him in perfect peace. What is that? Isaiah 26 and 3. Listen, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Satan will use any lack of trust to shift your focus to yourself. And instead of having perfect peace, you will be in mental turmoil. Come on now. Come on now. That's his whole thing. Come on now. Mm -mm -mm. Satan wants to prevent you from enduring. All he has to do is shift your focus. So that's what Peter, Peter was so concerned about manly stuff, about about this world and about about my well-being and comfort. Come on now. How many of us are like that? Come on now. We find ourselves in a hard, troubling time. Right we're going through stuff, we're suffering, and instead of focusing on God, his plans and purposes, what he's doing, what I could be getting out of it, what I need to be learning, what you know what I'm saying? Because I'm knowing that all things work together for our good, so why I'm not observing this experience, learning from it, trying to, listen, instead instead of learning from it, I'm trying to bail out now. Come on now, come on now. Peter, listen, Peter was the same one, Peter was the same one that when it came to walk on water, <laughs> he started, he took his eyes off of God, come on out and started focusing on the storm and started to sink. Peter was the same one, right, man? And that's a coincidence, right? Come on now. I'm jumping. I need to slow down to get where I'm at. So like Peter, you don't continue to walk on water and get closer to God. What am I saying? When you endure hardship, You're going through it. When you endure the hardship, you're depending on God. You're communicating with God. Okay? While you're doing that, while you're going through your hardship, God is revealing himself to you. You're getting closer and closer to God because of your hardship. Come on now. You learn things from God that you could never learn unless you go through the hardship. You will never know God as a provider until you need him to provide. Come on now. You will never know God as a helper until you are in a position to be helped. You see what I'm saying? So when Satan tries to prevent you from enduring those hardships, he's stopping your closeness to God. You're not learning from God anymore. You're not getting closer and closer to God because he prevents that. So he takes you off of your path. Come on now. His job is to take you off of your path and cause you to bail out. So if I bail out, I never learn these things about God. I never come to experience him. I never come to know him. And if I never come to know him, then my faith will never grow to the next level. Come on now. If I don't endure hard times, if I don't endure hard times, then I cannot go to the next level because I I never learned nothing about God that I can stand on on now. Come on now. Come on now. When I was at my lowest when I was at my lowest, it's when I found out he was a rock. Yes. Come on now. I wouldn't, if I would have never been down and he picked me up, I would have never knew him like that. So these experiences that I had in my past is what gives me faith now. But if I bail out and always looking for a way out instead of going through it, then I never learn from God. I never grow. Come on now. So hardships and doing hardships are designed to bring you closer to God. Come on now. Come on now, because doing hardships it is designed you draw near to him he's drawing near to you you're getting closer and closer just like Peter Jesus he said, if it's you bid me to come he started stepping getting closer and closer, took his eyes off of the Lord and he gave up so he never he never took those extra steps the more you endure the more you learn the closer you get. Come on now, oh man I'm just I don't know where I'm at <laughs> Oh, man. Praise God. Hardships are designed for you to draw near to him, him to you. As you endure, seeking him and depending on him, he reveals himself to you. Enduring hardship develops a closer and deeper relationship with the father. Come on, I'm just going to read back over some stuff I didn't say. When you get bailed out, you hinder your growth and miss the opportunity to learn more of your father. Oh, man. Come on now. Come on now. Enduring hardship develops. Check this out. Enduring hardship, I said a while ago, and develops a closer and deeper relationship with the Father. Hebrews 1 and 2, 12 and 2. Let's check that out. Hebrews 12 and 2. Praise you, Lord. Y'all there? All right. Looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Faith. I can read y'all who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand at the Father. Come on now. Jesus knew the joy that was set before him. He knew that enduring would bring him nearness to God. Come on now. Jesus knew after enduring the cross, he would be seated on the right hand of the Father. Come on now. Come on now. So my joy, knowing that, These hard times is drawing me closer to God. He said, count it all joy. Count it all joy because I'm knowing, I am aware that these are, I'm discovering my father and they're bringing us closer and closer together. So he was able to endure the cross knowing that at the end of my endurance, I was going to be on the right hand side of my father. Again, so enduring hardships, enduring hardships develops a closer relationship with you and and the father. Again, we will never discover and come close to God if we bail out instead of enduring, we seek outside help so we never come to know him as our helper, our provider, our comforter, our friend, our protector, my prince of peace. Because we always, we always bailing out, seeking something else. Come on now. Therefore, since we never learn and discover him, our faith never grows. Praise God. Let me pick up over here somewhere. My notes are everywhere. It's been a crazy week. Okay, so how do I stay focused on God and the things of God and endure hard times? How do I not become emotionally distracted with self, my comfort, my safety, my well being? Amen? Come on. And it says, let's go back to the text. So let's go back to Matthew. Praise you, Lord. Matthew, what was we at, 16? Okay. So we're going to finish where we was at. So we already understand that, we look back in the text, we understand that he's going to suffer many things. He's talking about he's going to endure hard times. Okay. He was letting them know. He was talking to them, telling them, look, I'm about to endure these hard times. Then Peter interrupted, right? So he dealt with Peter. In verse 22 and 23, he dealt with Peter. And then he came back to what he was talking about previously. Prior to. So he says, I'm going to suffer many things. And then now to continue that, he said, then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Okay, check this out. He said, if any man will come after me. So where is where is he going? Right. He said, if any man will come after me. Jesus just told us he was going to suffer many things. I'm I'm finna endure hardship. Come on now. I'm finna endure hardship. He says, I am about to go to Jerusalem to suffer many things. I'm about to go endure hardship, right? And then he dealt with Peter, and then he said, if any man will come after me, meaning you're going to follow my path, meaning you're going to endure these hardships, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Come on now. And then he goes on into this text right here. I've never seen it like that before. I promise you. I've never seen it like this before. He says, any man come after me, let him deny himself. Where are we going, Jesus? Jesus, I'm about to endure hardship. Okay? Let him deny himself. That's the first thing you have to do. Come on, let me see what that means. Let him deny himself. If you want to endure hardship. See, we was already talking about Peter was already had a mindset that wouldn't focus on the things of God, but he was focused on the things of man, right? And then prior in Timothy, he said, no man that warf and get himself entangled in this life so he can please his father. You see what I'm saying? So he's talking about enduring hardship. Then he go back here and says, look, if you're going to endure these hardships, you're going to have to deny yourself. Yeah. Come on now. So what that means, so what that means, that means to deny utterly To disown, to abstain, it means to affirm that one has no acquaintance or connection with someone. You deny your own self. It says to forget oneself, lose sight of oneself in your own interests. Lose sight of oneself, sight of oneself in your own interests. Come on now. That's if you're going to endure hardship. You can't endure hardship constantly focused on, well, I I don't feel good, I ain't happy about this. Man, it's, this is painful. Man, this is come on now. You cannot endure hardships because it's for his cause. So you're not going to be able to endure hardship if you constantly worried about your own well-being, worried about your own comfort, worried about what you got to go through, because we, we have signed, we signed up by God. We've been enlisted into this army by God for his cause, for his purposes. So when he's going to use us, he's going to take us through many experiences. All working for our good. Yeah. Come on now. So in order to endure the path that has been laid out before you, you have to deny your own interests. Come on now. You have to deny your own self because you didn't sign up. If you want to endure hardship with peace. Come on now. Come on now. I'm not talking about mental turmoil. Now, sometimes we do go through stuff and we have mental turmoil through the whole way. You know what I'm saying? Because the reason why the mental turmoil is because we're so concerned about ourselves. Come on now. That's the only reason why you're going to have mental turmoil because you're worried about what you can do and your own ability and your own strength. And you're always looking at yourself, but you never looking to the things of God. Come on now. It's so inconvenient for me to go through this. You see what I'm saying? So that's why it's mental turmoil for me. Come on now. But if I deny myself, he says, and take up my cross. Take up your cross. If you want to endure hardships, you got to take up your cross. That means put yourself, consider yourself dead. Come on now. Oh, man. He says you got to take up the cross, consider yourself dead. Why? Because a dead man don't have feelings and emotions. (laughs) A dead man don't have feelings and emotions and interests. Come on now. Desires, wants, and needs. It's self-denial. Remove yourself out of the picture. This if you want to endure hardships. Come on. Then he says follow me to be in the same way to accompany me, to follow one who proceeds, join him as an attendant, accompany. accompany him. Meaning get yourself out of the way and just come along for the ride. Come on. That's what it means. That's what it means. Get yourself out of the way. Come along for the ride. So you put to death your own interests, needs, etc., cetera, and you follow God's. If you are following him, then he is leading the way. It's just like, look, when you're going somewhere and the kids say, are we driving? And I got the kids in the back seat. I'm the one driving. They in the back seat. Where we going, daddy? I don't want to go there. Let's go here. You know what I'm saying? Can we go over here? Can we do this? They concerned about they self. So what I do, sit back, shut up, and ride. Come on now. That's your three things to endure hardship. Write that down. If you want to endure hardship, sit back, shut up, and ride. That's your three points. Come on now. Come on now. Sit back. Come on now. Come on now. Sit back is denying yourself setting up, that's picking up your cross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then follow me. You just ride. Just ride. Sit back, shut up, and ride. Enjoy the ride. Trust in the Father. Because look, because look, because you, the only reason why you're so concerned, because you're not trusting. Come on now, come on now. The enemy will take any lack of trust, any lack of trust to shift your interest, to shift your mind on yourself. Any, any amount. He's going to run with it. You know what I'm saying? Any lack of trust, he's going to shift your interest to yourself, your situation. You're looking at circumstances and everything around me instead of looking to God because it's a lack of trust. Anytime, anytime you take your mind off of God, it shows a lack of trust. I hate to say it, but I got, I got a lack because I've been through mental turmoil all week. You see what I'm saying? So what they tell me? I'm back there praying, Lord, I, I got to trust you. You know what I'm saying? I'm praying for trust that I can trust in the Lord. I have to believe in him. Back here the whole time, I'm like, man, I got to get up. I'm, I don't know if this going to go well. I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's a lack of trust. It's a lack of trust. Come on now. Cyrus, Cyrus sent me a text. Y'all know Cyrus from Africa? So I was in a lack of trust texting him about something. And um, let me see what he told me. Cyrus told me. <laughs> sit down, set up, and just ride. Y'all gonna remember that when it's time when you went when you went when you enduring hardship and you battling, you are gonna remember that. Yeah. Sit back, set up, and just ride. We you, the Lord know where you are going. So Cyrus, I'm I'm taking Cyrus about uh, some plane tickets. We going to Africa, trying to go to Africa. I'm concerned about not having enough money. You know what I'm saying? Not that's that's not having faith. I'm worried about. It. I'm like, look, let me know this and that. Then Cyrus gonna say. No problem. We move moment by moment. I said, well, what the crap? What is that, Cyrus? You know what I'm saying? I said, well, what kind of advice is that? So, so he, said, he said, no problem. We move moment by moment. It shall all work out in Jesus' name. And that was it. So I said, I said, well, I need to learn to move moment by moment then. You know what I'm saying? So Cyrus said, it's called faith. <laughs> and then, and then what he said? This is what he said is called faith, and moment by moment, it's evidence of trusting God. He never shows you the details so you can be able to trust Him, and the relationship keeps growing. Oh. Come on, man! So I cried on that one. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I there, and I like ah, I said the crying tears and everything, man. You know, you have no idea how much I need to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was, I was going through turmoil through the whole week. But I sit them tears, and he's like, oh, God. I, after I told him, I said, I need I was crying and all that. He said, oh, God, he loves you big. You know what I'm saying? And then he, then he sent me another one. I said, amen. Thank you, sir. He said, be anxious for nothing. That is a command. I said, oh, man. Come on, man. Don't worry about nothing. That is a command. To have cares and concerns, to be stressed out, it is a command that you cast all your cares on the Lord and trust him. Come on now. But but see but see you have to grow to you don't just start off trusting people you know what i mean so 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 you have to That's why we have the Bible and scriptures and we read so much so we can build our faith. And then your own experiences build faith to where you come to. It builds trust. It builds trust with your own experience with the Lord. But at the same time, if I'm bailing out of those experiences, if I'm always seeking, I never I never grow. I can. So I never come to the point that I'm fully trusted in God. So all my life I spent it in mental turmoil. Come on now. Even though I'm saved and I come to church and I hear the word when it's time for a light affliction. Come on now. When the light affliction comes, I lose it. Come on now. Because I don't have the trust. Man. Okay. I don't know where we at. Praise God. (laughs) What happened? Do what? (laughs) Okay, so again, you're trusting. So he says you're enduring the trial. It's not about you. It's, it's, it's not about you, Jesus, and it was, what? I, I did not say it's not about you, Jesus, because it, it's really about Jesus. So I don't, know, I don't know how this got down on my nose. It's all about Jesus. But anyway, he said, uh, he's talking about saving his life. Let me go back to that part of the scriptures. For whosoever whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and so that's saving your life, because you're not mentally prepared to endure. And you, first of all, we don't be understanding that it's for the cause of God. You know what I'm saying? So see, we are we are vessels in His hand used. You know what I'm saying? So we thinking that. Uh, okay, I'm teaching, I teach on Sunday, I teach on Wednesday, or I, might, I, I give somebody $50 at the stove when they need it. We're thinking that's the only times we're being used by God. But see, all these experiences that you go through is, is being used by God. You are a vessel in his hand that he's using you through everything. And you never know when he's going to pull out from that experience that he's taking you through. Come on now. So it's, easy, it's easier to endure a, a situation, a problem, when you know that he has a purpose for it. You know what I'm saying? And you know that it's a good end for. You see what I'm saying? You know that it's working for your good, and it's also working for all the other good, for all other people who love God, too. You see what I'm saying? Because my experiences I share with you. You see what I'm saying? Come on now. So if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But we're doing it. we enduring for his sake, for his cause. Come on now. Y'all got to realize what y'all signed up for. So listen. And Josh brought this out earlier. And it made me me think. After enduring, he says, let's go back to 21. I'm almost done. This is something that that came right at the end when Josh was talking about the man alive this morning. So look, verse 21, he says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go into Jerusalem, suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed. So in your process of enduring, you're going to take up your cross. You're going to be killed during the process. Come on now. But then you're going to be raised up again on the third day. So after you endure, you're going to raise up again in oneness with God. Come on now. That's you being fully alive. Come on now. So that that reminds me of that scripture. Where where is that when they're talking about uh, after I endure, I become perfect and want nothing. What is that? Let me read that. Is it peter man I, man, that ain't Peter, man, y'all tripping you got it read it for me then. Man, that's good, ain't it? 1 Peter five ten. That's good. So purp, so your suffering has a purpose, yeah. and you're gonna mature after your suffering. Come on now, and then you being perfect and settled and being complete won't nothing. That's showing your oneness and closeness to God because that's where perfection comes from. Come on, Come on now, that's where you being settled at because I'm with Christ. What y'all say? He said uh, in a song while ago, I heard him say. I wrote it down. I can, I can uh. What would you say? <laughs> no, I wrote some specific words. I'm more than the overcomer when I abide in you. <laughs> That's good. Come on now, praise God. Let me see. I got some more scriptures. I'm gonna give y'all. Have y'all good? I got some more scriptures. What does James one and two through four say? Let me look that up in the Passion. you looking that up, says, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. That's good. That's perfect. We shall reign with them after you suffer. James uh, 1, 2 through 4, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. It's the passion. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs a power within you to endure all things. Okay. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Come on, man. Come on now. And then First James 1 and 12 in the passion says, James. yeah, first, oh, not First James. Don't be trying to play with me. <laughs> Look, my bad. We ain't on Facebook, are we? That's how I talk to Pastor. Y'all got to excuse me. I, y'all be, when I be talking to Pastor, I had to go tell him I'm sorry all the time. So, I'm sorry, Pastor. I ain't mean to say it like that. I repent all the time. To, <laughs> but anyway, uh, James 1 and 12. James 1 and 12 say, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. Come on, man. So let endurance work. As a result, you may be perfect and entire, won't nothing. That is the fully alive, what he was talking about. To become fully alive, you have to let, let endurance work. You have to endure it. Understanding that you're. Yes, sir. Understanding that, that you have to be mentally prepared to endure these hard times. Don't go into it, you know what I'm saying? Understand, you have to go into it as a soldier. I'm, I'm on a battlefield, and this is a war that I'm fighting, and I refuse to be shaken. You see what I'm saying? Are you, come on now. It says a soldier is a champion of Christ. A champion is someone that has won and beat all rivals and competitions in the past. Come on now. So you you enter into this as if I'm already victorious. I didn't already won so many battles to this point. You've already won so many battles. So you take that same confidence like David did. Hey, man, I didn't beat him. I didn't beat him. I can take the giant. So you take the confidence from your past and your experiences and then you continue to grow. That's how you endure things. So, how, before I go, how do we gonna endure? Just set up and just ride, and then you are gonna do our time. That's what I got from the Lord. Anybody got anything they want to say? No, good, good. Praise God! Woo! Woo! Okay. Wow. Praise God! Thank you for listening to Life Church podcast. For more information, go to LifeChurchofcolumbia.org.